0: guys real quick i know some of you are listening on our website wdet.org but the best way to get every episode of curiosity is by subscribing to the podcast on your preferred podcast app so like apple podcast spotify or stitcher and if you really like curiosity you can leave us a review while you're there and it will help other people find us okay on with the show Is Curiosity, where WDET, the NPR station in Detroit, finds answers to your questions about everything Detroit. I'm Laura Herberg. Today, we're going to talk about one of the cities that's inside Detroit, the one spelled H-A-M-T-R-A-M-C-K. If you're from here, you know it's pronounced Hamtramck but it can be a tough word for out-of-towners to get right. Here are a few of them, bless their hearts, giving it their best shot.
1: Hamtramk?
0: Hamtramk? Hamtramk? They're close, they're so close, but they're not picking up on that invisible vowel sound that us locals insert between the M and the C to get it to come out as hamtramic. Well, in today's episode of Curiosity, WDET's Nargis Rahman looks into where on earth the word Hamtramck
1: came from. I'll tell you right off the bat. The city of Hamtramck is named after a person, a French-Canadian named Jean-Francois Hamtramck. And based on that, if you Google the origins of Hamtramck, you'll find some answers that say the surname Hamtramck is French. But WDET listener Eric Reid of Port Huron a former high school French teacher, is skeptical. I wanted somebody to explain how that name Hamtramck could be French in any way, shape, or form. So he called upon WDET for help. Today, we're looking into the origins of the name Hamtramck. A lot of people think it's Polish because Hamtramck has a reputation for being a Polish community, but it is definitely not Polish. That's Greg Kowalski, the executive director of the Hamtramck Historical Museum. Kowalski says in order to understand where the word Hamtramck comes from, we need to first learn more about the town's namesake. John Francois Hamtramck traveled down from Canada to fight for the Americans in the Revolutionary War. When he did so, he changed his name to John Francis Hamtramck, presumably so it would sound more American. He later went on to take part in the Northwest Indian War, which ended in 1795. A year later, he came to Detroit to remove British settlers who did not leave after the end of the Revolutionary War. Colonel Hamtramck took over Detroit on July 11, 1796. In 1798, Hamtramck Township was created, honoring his service. The city of Hamtramck was later established in 1922. Kowalski says while it's well known who the city is named after, it's hard to determine where Hamtramck's last name came from. We're really not sure what the origins of that name are. We know that the family came from, from uh, Europe and uh, there are connections to Luxembourg. But the name doesn't seem to have any like, ethnic connotation that we've been able to determine. Knowing that the name has ties to Luxembourg makes the origins ambiguous because the country is multi-ethnic. There are three official languages spoken there, French, German, and Luxembourgish. The name Hamtramck could have come from any of those cultures. At first glance, I thought it might be a Luxemburger name. That's Candace Marks, the owner of Timeless Treasure Genealogy Services in Aurora, Illinois, where there's a sizable Luxemburger population. Marks says Hamtramck's parents were Charles David Hamtramck and Marie Ann Burton. She says their 1753 marriage record shows that Charles was from Luxembourg City, Luxembourg, which at the time had ties to the Catholic Church in Germany.
0: It looks Germanic, but it's just kind of a mystery because I can't really pinpoint where it was
1: from. And it's definitely possible that the name was changed. This would happen sometimes during the early days of immigration, when a clerk in the immigration office would hear a person say their name and write it down phonetically. Spelling wasn't a sure thing, so the name could have evolved based on who heard it. This appears to have happened with the surname Hamtramck. An article published in 1889 showed Hamtramck's paternal grandfather as David Hamtrenck. H-A-M-T-R-E-N-C-K. Most probably in that border of Germany, Luxembourg, they would uh, hear it as Amtrank. That's Marie Capart, one of the managers for the genealogy site MyHeritage. She says it's a little easier to break down the origins of Hamtrenck, rather than ham The suffix trank in um in in, in the in surname it's mean drinks in German. Ham being you know ham, then it doesn't really make sense unless it's ham linked to a name of a place. Ham, H A M M is a city in Germany. It's also a quarter in Luxembourg City where Hamtramck's father once lived. Kapart says both Hamtramck and Hamtrank are rare last names. When she looked them up, she wasn't able to find anyone with them today. There was a family in New York in the 1920s with the last name, but Capart says the city itself may be Hamtramck's only surviving namesake. It means that the town has really something unique in the world in preserving that surname that most possibly has died out. But the colonel still has roots in Hamtramck beyond his name. In May, the Historical Museum held a rededication of his grave, adding a new marker for the city's 100th year anniversary. He is buried at the Veterans Memorial Park, in, uh, uh, right in the heart of Hamtramck. And he was moved here uh, in 1962 from Mount Elliott Cemetery in Detroit. So if you want to stop by and say hi, you can do that. While Colonel Hamtramck passed away in 1803, his legacy still lives on, in name and spirit.
0: That was WDET's Nargis Rahman. In addition to occasionally helping out Curiosity, Nargis puts together this really great WDET series called Communities of Hope. It explores stories of resilience from Metro Detroit's minority communities. If you haven't checked it out yet, you really should. You can find it at WDET.org hope. I'll put a link in the show notes. Coming up, we'll hear more from Narcus. I'm gonna ask her some behind the scenes questions about this story and herself. But first, we need to take a quick break. WDET celebrates 75 years of public radio with gratitude to our dedicated listeners. Listeners like you cherish community voices, local music, and independent journalism. This spring fundraiser, we're counting on your support, just as you count on us. Invest in WDET's next chapter at WDET.org or tap Donate in the mobile app. All right, we're back. And joining me now is WDET reporter Nargis Rahman. Nargis, in your piece, Greg Kowalski, the executive director of the Hamtramck Historical Museum, Mentioned at one point that a lot of people think that Hamtramck is a Polish word because the city itself has a reputation for being Polish. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Hamtramck has a reputation for being a Polish city because there was a large influx of Polish immigrants that came in in the 1900s, around the time that Hamtramck became established as a city. So roughly for about 100 years, there was a large population of Polish immigrants. And in the late 1970s, there was about 90 percent Polish immigrants in the city. So people do think that. However, before the Polish immigrants came, there was a large population of German and even French people from uh, different communities.
0: And that makes me think about that mural that you told me about that you saw in the museum in Hamtramck. Can you talk about that mural again?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So while I was reporting this story, I visited the Hamtramck Historical Museum, which is located on Josacampo Street in Hamtramck. And there is this mural created by Dennis Orlowski, who took a span of about two years to create murals from each major community that moved to Hamtramck at some point. So when you look at the beginning of the mural, there was the Native Americans. Then you see the French, the Germans, the Polish, and then it includes other communities like the Bosnian population, the Bangladeshis, the Yemenis. And that really shows how Hamtramck has changed a lot in the past 100 or so years.
0: Yeah. How has it changed? What are the demographics of Hamtramck today?
1: So today, according to the census and some of the recent, um, you know, data analysis, there's about 56 percent white people. However, that includes a number of about 40 percent Yemeni-Americans And then there is 24 percent Asian-Americans, which includes mostly Bangladeshis that live in that community. But again, there's almost over 30, you know, spoken languages in this community. That's a what we call like an immigrant hub. You know, a lot of new immigrants are still attracted to Hamtramck for the same reasons that people were 100 years ago for factory jobs. And being able to live in small spaces where there's a lot of people that have a lot of things in common and still can pursue the American dream.
0: Nargis, you're not just a reporter for this story. You are a former resident of Hamtramck. How did that change your reporting of this story?
1: Growing up in Hamtramck, I think that I always heard it was a Polish town, and I knew that it wasn't, that there were so many other communities that coexisted in that city. So I think it's important to recognize the different communities that are living side by side and starting out in Hamtramck and then moving out. Um, And as a Bangladeshi American, I think it's important to recognize how different communities are contributing to a city and changing that space.
0: I'm wondering if you're willing to share your story a little bit about how you ended up in Hamtramck.
1: I actually moved to Hamtramck in 2000 when a lot of Bangladeshi families were moving from the New York area. It was called the second immigration wave. So usually when people move to the United States, they start off in New York and sometimes have a family that helps them kind of get on their feet and then kind of move to different spaces in the in the United States. So our family moved to Florida temporarily during the time of the Gulf War because of the lack of jobs in the late 1980s. And we didn't have any family in Florida. So when we heard that people were moving to Michigan because it was a lot more affordable to raise a family here, That's my parents jumped on that bandwagon and they wanted us to be able to grow up in a community that had more people that look like us. So um, for me, it was actually a culture shock because I didn't grow up around a lot of Bangladeshis as a kid. So when I came here in Michigan, I had to learn about not only my culture, but so many different cultures that coexisted in the city of Hemtremec.
0: Well, Nargis, thanks so much for reporting this story and for sharing a little bit about your story. Thank you for having me. Hey, guys, this has been fun. Thanks for going on this Hamtramck journey with us. If you like curiosity, if you like learning fun and interesting things about Metro Detroit, then support us with a donation. More than half of our station's budget actually comes from people just like you. That's why I want 50 of you who are listening to me right now to go online and make your very first donation ever. Give $10 and 19 cents a month and we'll throw in a free WDET tote bag. Just go online to wdet.org slash give, select the tote bag or one of our other thank you gifts. And don't forget to comment saying that you're donating because of curiosity. That will let us know that you value the show and you want the station to continue to invest in it. If you missed the link, I'm going to put it in the show notes. All right, that's going to do it for us today. I'm Laura Herberg, and I edited and produced this episode. Thanks to listener Eric Reed for asking the question. Special thanks to Andy, Sydney, and Nikki Katsulos for trying their best to pronounce Tramic and to Dorothy Hernandez for putting them up to it. Mastering and some mixing for this episode was done by WDET's Sam Bobian. Our music is by Will Sessions. Special thanks to WDET's head of podcast, David Lyons, for production support. Jerome Vaughn is the WDET news director and interim program director. WDET's digital team is Sophia Joswiak and Dave Kim. And the WDET podcast intern has been Ethan Myers. Ethan, you've been such a big help. We wish you all the best with your next venture. Okay, guys, we will catch you next time. And until then, keep your eyes and ears open. You never know when you'll come across a good curiosity question here in Detroit.